Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Thoughts by DeVille D.I., the podcast. I am your host, DeVille D.I., and as always, I hope that you're having a wonderful day. It is Christmas Eve, after all. It's beginning to look a lot like, well, not really, not where I live, at least. I didn't even realize this until last night. I stopped at a store to grab some wine and uh, I, you know, I came up with that same old corny conversation that everybody has this time of year with people that, you know, when you feel the need to say something, but you don't really have much to say. It's like, so y'all ready for these holidays to be over? And I was like, yeah, blase, blase. And as I was walking out, uh, the clerk that rang me up, actually, I, I heard him when I was walking away saying, you know, it doesn't even look like Christmas around here. And that was the first time I thought about it. So on the ride home, and once I got home, I was outside on the porch. Cause it was a nice day, well, a nice evening. And I looked around. But I looked around, and I noticed I didn't really see any type of lights or decorations or anything like that, like I used to. And, you know, there's definitely no snow going on in Georgia. You know, when I was growing up, we used to almost always have snow for Christmas living in North Carolina. And when I lived in Ohio and even when I lived in Virginia, it's always snow on Christmas. It might not necessarily snow on Christmas, but, you know, it would be snow on the ground, whatever. So I looked around and I was like, you know what? It really doesn't look like Christmas around here. And I guess people, you know, times are changing and people are thinking differently and a lot of people are out of town and stuff like that. So I guess it's it's becoming less of a festive type thing. Or it may just be depend on uh, where, where you are, whatever you are. But either way, you know, I hope y'all at least enjoy your day off tomorrow. Now, I wanted to put y'all up on something that uh, I cut on to over the weekend. This is a movie that came out. A Netflix original movie, Bird Box, is what it's called. I just noticed on social media that um, I noticed on social media that everybody was talking about Bird Box, Bird Box, Bird Box. You got to watch Bird Box. So I decided to watch it. No, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. But, um, yeah, so I checked it out, and it has a Sandra Bullock in the movie. And um, the guy, Rail, I don't know his name, but he has that show, Rail, the Rail Show. He was on Get Out, you know, that guy. Uh, but I'm going to read you um, a little bit of the description of the movie from the site. When a mysterious force decimates the, pop- decimates the population, only one thing is certain. If you see it, you die. Hmm. Now... Think about that. So, without spoiling the movie, I just want to tell y'all what I think about it. It was overall, it was overall a good movie. Uh, it held my interest. I wasn't, it wasn't one of those situations where I was watching the movie and like playing on my phone and things like that. The movie actually kept my attention. And that's a big thing with me, you know, when you're trying to watch a movie. You know, you, sometimes you try to watch a movie and it's just, it hits those low points to where it's just like, yeah, well, whatever. I can send out this text right quick. I can scroll through the gram right quick. But the way this movie, the pace that it moved at, 
and the way it was put together, it was like you couldn't really, you had to give it your full attention because you were afraid that you would miss something. Now, I didn't like the way, the part of the story where they actually explain what was happening because they really didn't do, they really didn't, they explained it, but it was so short and so quick and they just kind of walked past it as to what was going on or what was after them. And I'm one of those people that I need to know. I like to know. I want to go a little bit more in-depth into what is this actual force that is creating all this chaos. But at the end of the day, overall, it's a good movie. Out of five, let's say, if I was going to do a proper review and say what was it, how many stars would I give it out of five, I said I'd give it like a give it like a three, three, better than average better than the average movie that I've uh, caught on Netflix as a Netflix original. So, you know, it's good. Watch it. Definitely, if you're sitting at home, you know, enjoying your day off and you need something to throw up, put that on, man. That bird box, it, it was definitely, it's definitely worth watching. I'll say that much. Now, let's move on to the What DeVille Thinks segment of the show. If you're not familiar what DeVille thinks is the segment of the show where I take topics from my listeners. You know, you can tag me and post on Instagram. I'm D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D-I. You can direct message the topics to me on Instagram. You can direct message them to me on Twitter. You know, however you need to get it to me. You can go over to the Thoughts by DeVille D-I podcast page on Facebook and comment it on the page, share the video Whatever you need to do to get it to me, just get it to me, and I will talk about it. Now, today's topic was sent to me, um, was a, uh, let me get, let me pull it up, let me pull it up, see what's going on. There was a, a young boy, high school kid, who was forced to cut his dreads in order to participate in a wrestling match. Either that or he had to um, forfeit uh, his match. Now, for those of you that don't know, there is a rule in the male division of wrestling that states that you can, your hair cannot come below your brow. I think it cannot become below your brow or touch your brow or your ear, something like that. And if it does, you have to cover it. Now, apparently, this young man, um, what was the young man's name? Andrew Johnson had a cap on his dress, but the referee decided that this cap wasn't sufficient. It wasn't to his liking. So he had told him he either had to cut his dress or forfeit the match. Now, I know there's people who are like, the rules are the rules. Yes, the rules are the rules. But, at the same time, this wrestling official, who goes by the name of, I had his name right here. His name is not important. Should I share the name? Alan Mahoney. He has been accused of being racist before. Uh, he allegedly used a um, derogatory racist term against another official before and has, you know, some other incidents that had came up that we you know where he has been accused of being a racist. Now, 
at this point so far, um, he has been um, taken out of position. He is no longer going to be officiating any wrestling matches until the investigation is concluded. So, what does DeVille think about that? Okay, you know you boys always going to come at you from uh, both sides. Now, if you're being a wrestler and knowing what the rules and the regulations are, he did take the effort to try to cover his hair. Now, why is it left up to the referee's discretion as to what is an acceptable cover and what is not? He covered his hair. If the rule states that he has to cover his hair, his hair was covered. So why would the referee feel the need to step in and, you know, make the guy cut his hair? And uh, yeah, whatever. But then on the second side, I do commend the young man who had to, was put in that position to have to make the decision. You know, you either cut your hair, you forfeit your match. And he showed the dedication to his craft to say, you know what, I'm going to cut my hair. Now, there are a lot of people on social media who are just bashing, uh, um, not the kid, but the referee, which I feel a referee should be bashed. But then they're not giving the young man credit for being the stand-up man that he was and say, you know what, you're not. I'm not going to let you beat me. I'm not going to let you defeat me, you know, because that's pretty much what I feel like what have been happening now whatever choice the young man made putting in that put in that position i would be standing with him but because like i said i don't know if the coach or his team or anybody attempted to coerce him into making that decision but <clears throat> if he made that decision on his own then i stand with him whether he would have decided to cut the hair and do his match or to walk away because I feel like, part of me feels like, if he has just said, you know what, screw it then, I won't wrestle. At that point, the guy wins to me because <clears throat> he knows how important this sport is to this kid. He wouldn't have been willing to cut his hair if it wasn't important to him. If it was just something he was casually doing, he would have never cut his hair for that. And you let them win you let the races win when you've let them uh push you out of your position over something like that even you know as long as it wasn't part of his uh religion or something like that which i doubt it because he did cut it you know you say you know what okay screw you i'll cut my hair i'm gonna go out here and kick this guy's butt and that's exactly what andrew johnson did he cut his hair he went out there and he won that match he did not let the people the, the the man who stood against him defeat him by having him not wrestle, which I feel like that would have been a bigger L if he just said, screw this, and walked away. And, you know, he could have never touched the mat again just because of that one bad uh, instance that happened. But he chose to cut the hair, cut his hair, and get out there and win that match. So shout out to Andrew Johnson, man. I got hella respect for you. Now, we're going to keep on moving on to the next story. But first, we're going to go over here let these sponsors, let you hear from these sponsors. Because I got bills to pay, yo. Yeah, remember how I was telling y'all about 
uh, scams and scammers and different scams people running this time of year. And the scam that I had ran across on my phone. Well, lo and behold, I ran across another scam on my phone. This one uh, received a text, mo text message. And it is from, let me pull it up. Info at jaisurgicals.com. And it just says, like, new... Um, new notice right but if it if i click on it then a bank came a bank comes up but the thing about it is it is a different bank every day that's right different bank every day the first time i opened it it was bank of america then the next time I opened it, it was um, Chase. And I'm like, wow, this thing is just flipping time after time after time. Now, when I Google J-A-I, Jai Surgicals, it's a, a, a medical company that, that pops up on LinkedIn and all that type of stuff. Now, why would a medical company be sending me out these notices? I have no idea. But I know one thing for sure is that every time that I check my account, there hasn't been any suspicious activity noticeable going on with my account. But it's fishing because see what it does when I open it up? Um, when I open it up, what I'll see is these different accounts and then of course if I stay on there long enough it goes to a page that is supposedly my whatchamacallit supposedly the login for the bank so what you what they want me to do is and they ask for my full name first and foremost when you're logging into your bank account online how often does it ask you for your full name or does it normally ask you for your username? The bank that I actually used asks me for my username, not my full name. So they're going to get your full name. Then they'll probably get you to verify your social or your phone number and put in your password. And then boom, they've got all your info to go into your account, transfer all your money out of your account into whatever account that they choose to. And, you know how much what can you really do about it because you gave it to him <laughs> now on a lighter note <laughs> a friend of mine was telling me that his wife was walking around the house looking mean you know for a couple of days and you know so he finally broke down and asked you know what's what's going what's going on with you and she says well she i've been holding it on holding on to it but i'm gonna let you know your bitch called me. And he was like, what? Because, you know, this dude is a straightforward guy. He don't, He's not into any type of shenanigans. He's like, what are you talking about? It's like, yeah. She messaged me on Facebook. So she got a message from one of those robot pages. And it said that your man called me. Your man been trying to get at me. Let's, uh, 
Let's set them up so we can get $500 a piece from them. Now, <laughs> this guy's got way, he, he's in a better position than, he, the position he's in, you could do a lot better than trying to get 500 bucks from him to keep his mouth shut. But this is a, you know, he clicked on it and that was it. That was, that was all that was said. And it was like in the, uh, I guess like the subject line, it was like a subject line or something, nothing else. Then you go to the to page, and it's clearly, you can tell, it's a bot page. But, man, people out here scramming left and right. Then you got the whole sugar daddy, sugar mama on Twitter. I got messaged by someone saying that she'd like to be my sugar mama. Go over to the page, and it's the, her pinned tweet is that she wants to be someone's sugar mama. And it's not just, uh, it's like an old white lady. It's the avatar they're using. And then I noticed while scrolling through the feed, through, you know, just the regular Twitter feed, that there uh, was also ladies, too, that was like, what's going on with all these people, and these guys in my DM talking about they want to be my sugar daddy? So it's just one of those things that when it hits, it hits hard. And it's what they're targeting, they're targeting people who really aren't that active on social media and stuff like that. Because if you're not, if you're not a person who actually scrolls through the Twitter feed, and you don't pay attention, then you wouldn't recognize that the same thing that you're getting hit with, several other people are getting hit with at the same time. But, man, it's the time of the scammers. But either way, man, y'all didn't come here for that. Y'all came here for some morning discipline, and that's what I'm going to give to you. Morning discipline for the day. And you probably heard me say this several times, but when you hear me repeating something, best believe it is of the utmost importance. And then it's one of the divine disciplines that you need to master as you try to push forward to get where you want to be man um learn how to shut up learn how to shut up and learn how to listen uh we get it you're quick with it you know you keep up with social events you know what's going on in the world but quick spending so much time trying to not look stupid because it makes you look stupid you don't have to if uh, uh put on a show if you don't know something, let it be known that you don't know it. I have no problem, no matter who I'm sitting across the desk from, letting them know that I don't know uh, what the question, the answer to the question that they ask, or that I don't understand that question, or that I don't understand the explanation they're trying to give me for something. There is nothing wrong with that. Nobody knows everything. And it also gives people an air of confidence in you, in my opinion, when you ha are mature enough to actually say, I don't know something, instead of just throwing out a random-ass answer that has nothing to do with what you were really even asked at the end of the day. I mean, humble yourself sometime. And yes, it's a very humbling experience to be called out, uh, uh, you know, not necessarily called out, to, but to be questioned or to be asked something and having to say, look, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's humbling having to admit that you don't know something. But that's good for you. It builds character and it shows character. You lose a lot of respect with for with people um, trying to cover up the fact that you don't know something by just talking. I run into a lot of people like that because, you know, um, I'm going to say 60 to 75% of my job is answering and asking questions. And a, a, a lot of the time, 
I'll come out and I'll start asking the person questions and they just go off on a rant. Then they're just rambling and talking about stuff that has nothing to do with the question I just asked. Just say you don't know. People will respect you more for admitting that you don't know something than for you trying to cover it up. Everybody know, especially people who ask questions a lot. People who, who like I said, like myself, who is part of their job to ask questions. We can catch on pretty quick when somebody doesn't know what they're talking about and they're just trying to avoid answering the question. And that makes me personally lose a lot of respect for a person. Just say you don't know. There's nothing wrong with not knowing. Because then I could possibly teach you, inform you what you don't know. And then the next time that somebody comes around and asks it, you'll actually have a, a genuine answer. And you won't have to make yourself look stupid by trying to make something up so you don't look bad and you end up looking bad. Take this information and do what it, whatever you will. But... What I need you to do is get you some breakfast because it ain't Christmas yet. Most of most of us is out there still have to put in this last day before we go on our little holiday breaks. Us working people out there, some of them not getting a break, but get you some breakfast in you because you're gonna have to get out there and get shit done. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated to masturbate today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now get out there and have an amazing day and enjoy your holiday. Whether you if you don't celebrate it. Just enjoy your day off. Whatever. Peace.